Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. I've been talking about Leon Tailoring for years, ever since I came to Indianapolis almost 20 years ago. You know why I talk about them? Because Leon Tailoring does a really good job of getting you quality clothes, whether it's something tailor-made, something ready-made, something custom-made. they got a career services division uh, for the young people in life who are looking for that first job. No matter what it is you're looking for when it comes to clothing over at Leon Tailoring, they will look out for you and they will take care of you. So when you swing on by at 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis, tell them Abdul sent you and say hi to Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy and pick yourself something up or better yet something for your loved one they'll appreciate it leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis well lots of things going on at the national level uh you had the uh, prime minister of the ukraine uh speak to congress this week also the senate clearing a 1.7 trillion dollar funding bill you got to decide who's going to run the house representatives and talk about all that is our good friend uh indiana congresswoman victoria sparts the fifth congressional district congresswoman thank you very much for being with us happy holidays hope everything is going well thank you always a pleasure all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, get started. Uh, the big news, obviously, uh, was last night as we record this conversation, uh, Mr. Zelensky, uh, the prime minister of the Ukraine, uh, speaking in Congress saying it's not spending money, it's an investment. Uh, we appreciate the American people's help. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what Mr. Zelensky said yesterday? Well, I think, you know, it was important to hear from president of Ukraine. You know, American people spend a lot of money, and it's a very brutal, brutal war. But also, I think it was very important, you know, to show bipartisan, bicameral support to a lot of brave people and brave soldiers, you know, fighting a very tough fight. And so our allies and adversaries see that the American people, you know, will stand together to support people fighting for freedoms and our strategic interests. But also, it's important for us. And I mean, I'm glad that Kevin McCarthy keep bringing up this issue that we cannot have blank checks. American people expect accountability from us, you know, and make sure that we hold our president accountable. And we have a lot of crazy spending and no reporting to Congress. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. I actually, when I was in the state Senate, that was a pain in the neck for my Republican governor because I wanted to make sure that I held him accountable to the people I represent. So it's not a political issue. It's an actual our constitutional duty to oversee our spending in our executive branch. Um, have you got any, any sort of reports or anything that the money being sent to the Ukraine isn't being used what it's supposed to be used for? Or? Well, I think it's not just necessarily that, but we also need to make sure that, you know, that money is spent efficiently and then at the right places. And Congress knows because if if President Biden doesn't tell us, we know where the money is spent. American people don't know where money is spent. And then, you know, American people will get frustrated and will not support this important cause in the long term. So I think it's important for us to know. But also, you know, we're dealing countries with a lot of politics, corruption, incompetence, infiltration, and everything else. So we need to make sure they also know that we're watching that it actually will get to the trenches where people fight in very brutal war and actually get to the people. You know, and we had a lot of inefficiency in the problems, you know, on the ground. And I will question this spring and this summer because when I went to very, very top areas, I haven't seen any evidence of all of this uh, aid that we were sending. So I wanted my administration to tell me what they're spending the money. And I think that's a very fair question and very important. Um, also, uh, what Mr. Zelensky uh, gave a speech yesterday, uh, he urged lawmakers to continue providing weapons and aid to help the Ukraine uh, fend off the Russians through the winter and beyond. Uh, how do you think the, the, the war in Ukraine has gone so far? 
I think Ukrainian people are surprised, a lot of people. They didn't surprise me. I had no doubt after what they went through for centuries, fighting for freedom, what Ukrainian people went in the last 30 years, what brutality they lived through during Stalin and Hitler, and how much suffering you know the people went through. I had no doubt that these people will be fighting tough battles, and I wasn't sure that they're going to be resilient and strong, and Russia underestimated the Ukrainian people. But I also be honest with you, this administration haven't been very proactive, very reactive. They wait until the crisis happened, a lot of people died, a lot of problems, and they said to figure out how to help, instead of thinking more proactively, how can we have better weapons to have deterrence? How could we have done better job not to, to, to prevent this war, and now to prevent it from escalating further? How do we address, you know, this energy situation? How are we going to address the current situation there was no electricity was you know having no effective air defense systems you know we should have worked with a lie this spring when i talked to the administration and because it's not like something rocket scientists to expect that russia is going to do it that's just very expected that they're going to do it that's was obvious, you know. So I think now they're like, okay, let's just get some better air defense system. But I think it's just always a few steps behind, and it costs not just a lot of money, but a lot of lives. And it's sad to see that. So we as Congress need to continue putting pressure on this administration. And honestly, frustration is on a bipartisan basis, but generally Democrats don't want to voice it publicly. But I'm glad to see that Republicans will be in charge in the House, and then that's how we can put more pressure, because we need to make sure this war will be won with weapons, not with blankets like Obama did. So we need to make sure if we want to stop this situation and bring peace back to Europe, we need to have better security assistance, better aid. It will be deterrence for Putin, and then he will be, get to the table to have a discussion. So right now, he is not at the table. And until he understands that he's going to be losing it badly, he is not going to be at the table. But a public opinion is changing in Russia, and I think the things are moving in the right direction, but loss of life is very, very significant. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. She's getting caught up on some of the things out in Washington, D.C. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, speaking of uh, the House, uh, obviously Kevin McCarthy uh, is going through a little bit of a, a couple of hurdles uh, to get that uh, House majority, House uh, speaker position. Uh, he's uh, short a handful of votes. You guys only have like a, an eight, ten seat uh, majority at best. What do you think is going to happen there? Well, I think, you know, it, makes, it will make Kevin tougher, but it also will allow to force some of the changes to make this place more democratic. You know, we shouldn't have, you know, queens or kings running Congress. And I think Speaker Pelosi accumulated so much power that everyone could have just stayed home and she could run the show by herself. You know, she changed the rules not to have, get built into committees, not to have debates on the floor, throwing these huge bills even just right now thousands of pages. I'm sure Democrats are not really <laughs> read that quickly that they can go through all of that, you know. So, I mean, it's just, it's very disrespectful to really, to treat your legislative branch like that. And I think that would allow 
us to put more pressure and Kevin to agree to do some reforms and make House is more deliberative body where people can have an input. And we have a lot of great people. And I think it's good for us to have debate and input deliberation, not top down approach. So we change some rules in the conference. And I think we can also change some rules in the House, actually bring them back to what they used to be before Nancy Pelosi created her dictatorship. And I think that's going to be good. It will, you know, will be tough for Kevin to get some people on board. But generally, most people believe we do need to have the speaker. It's our constitutional duty. And we'll have speaker because we have some business that we need to do to make sure we stop some insanity. But, you know, it will toughen Kevin up. So that's good. You know, every battle makes us tough. And tight majority brings, you know, some other positive things where we can make more difference. And as an institution within our party and leadership doesn't feel like they can be dictated. Uh, I want to say uh, it's uh, 220-something Republicans, 216. Uh, yeah. 218 Democrats. Uh, anywhere concerned that uh, some of the some of the the, the less conservative members of the, of the caucus uh, maybe sort of pushing their pushing their muscle like, hey, Kevin, if you do this, we won't vote for you for speaker. And then also you've got Democrats as well uh, that could probably you know do a little do a little bit of political maneuvering. Well, I think you know there is going to be more a challenge for Kevin with conservatives and freedom caucus. But I'll be honest with you, a lot of members. I mean, there are some drama people. They always are. But a lot of these people are truly, you know, care about constitutional issue, and they are really originalists in view in the Constitution, and they believe that we should be, you know, have we should have speakers, we should get to business. So I think in the end, you know, there are some things that, you know, Kevin would have to agree and make maybe some reforms that will be positive, but at the end, we will have a speaker. And I think that is not a bad thing. You know, we might have a little bit drama, but drama, it's okay. It makes us stronger, you know, and I think it's also, you know, we don't want to be in where the you know, Republican Party will become a top-down party, where Democrat Party became. We are not a monopoly. We have a lot of freedom-loving people. But I truly believe most Republicans want to govern, want to make sure we stop this executive branch from insanity is happening and really deliver for the American people because we have some serious crises, from crisis in our borders, some national security issues, some criminal justice issues. We have problems with spending, problems with health care. We have a lot of issues, you know, that we have to deal with. And I think, you know, we will have to govern and the Republicans understand that. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. She's with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Just getting caught up on some of the things out in Washington, uh, D.C. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, obviously the, the Senate just passed a $1.7 trillion spending package uh, to keep the government open uh, through September of next year. Uh, some Republicans have said he should they uh, they should wait until uh, Speaker McCarthy or whoever, until Republicans take over the, the House. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, unfortunately, no. Our, you know, house is not doing its job. You know, we, you know, have uncontrolled spending, which really doesn't help with inflation and other problems that go in our economy. Because inflation is a tax and a highly regressive tax on every American, and we have to be dealing with that. We do have some 
spending that we have to do to provide, you know, national security, to provide the protection of people's rights, you know, to provide better border security. But we are not spending money on this. There are a lot of pet projects and a lot of wishful thinking things that are feasible, but there are expenses that Democrats are trying to put into this bill. So it's crazy. It's very, you know, bad for the American people and not bringing value. It's sad for me to see that. But unfortunately, this place became a lot of deal making, no governing. And I hope that we can stop some of this crazy spending through oversight and hold the other branch accountable. But ultimately, elections have consequences. And right now, they control both houses. And it's very difficult to do anything about it, but we'll have to deal with it next year and really start thinking how we can deal with a lot of funds that are going bankrupt. And this is going to undermine our national security and our currency and bring a lot of very serious consequences if it's not dealt sooner than later. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, also, uh, your campaign recently released a poll uh, basically regarding the U.S. Senate race. Uh, Mitch Daniels came in first, uh, and you and Jim Banks seem sort of tied 14 uh, points apiece, and then Trey Hollingsworth uh, in third place. Uh, you, you, you ready to tell us something here yet, or...? Well, I, you know, I'm very honored to represent the people and of the fifth district, and I have a lot of, you know, good people wanting me to consider this race, and I just thought, you know, I need to give a thought because I honestly disappointed with the Senate. I disappointed how dysfunctional Senate became and not really doing governing and setting up long-term policies. Senate is set up to represent interests of the state and create long-term policies. That's why senators are elected for six years that we don't have this instability where executive branch legislates on our behalf and it's very harmful to our economy. Unpredictability and instability of legal and tax framework is one of the most harmful things for our businesses and economy and growth and investment. So I think that has to be dealt. But it's also, I understand it's a long-time commitment, you know, and I want to make sure where I want to, you know, concentrate my energy on. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, I don't want to be a lifetime politician. I want to deliver value and then bring, you know, with some other people to spend some time and energy to bring their value. It's important to have change of people, but I need to decide because I know that, you know, I have a, a strong case I can make, but I also understand that it's a lot of campaign and a lot of fundraising. I'm good at that, but it will distract me from some other issues that I've been working on. And I also have two uh, teenage girls and uh, being a woman at executive or political position it's not very easy you still ha- you're still a mom and you know that's right we are much tougher in a lot of ways because we have to be tougher to be able to deliver but bring a lot of value and i think senate can use more you know conservative women fighters that actually care about with the people but uh, it's also a big commitment so i want to just you know, I was very honored to see that a lot of people interested for me to do it. I have a lot of supporters, so I'm going to consider that. But uh, I'm torn in that decision. I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to see, you know, what's going to happen, and going to see what other people are going to do, and you know, and really need to reassess what I really want to do for the next two years. Uh, Victoria Sparks with us, Congresswoman, for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Congresswoman, I could uh, just imagine. Uh, if you decided to run for the U.S. Senate, 
Uh, it would be a game of political dominoes because the, the 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 chips would just start to fall, or, or political Jenga, where you sort of put the little blocks in the in the in the in the tower. Have Have you been approached about people interested in running for your seat yet? Oh, there are a lot of good people, and you know, are very interested. So I think we have Republicans have a very strong bench, and you know, I think we have a good choice for people. And I think you know to run for different offices. And I said, you know, I'm not planning to be for very long, and I'll deliver what things I promise to the people. I win some battles, win some wars, and let other people do it. But I'm glad to see that you know there is an interest in the seat, and I think that's always good. And uh, if I do run, uh, you know, for the Senate, we'll have a probably big race. If Jim Banks runs for the Senate, he probably have a race. And then we have a governor's race. So we'll have a lot of vibrancy in Indiana politics. Vibrancy and debate is very good. Uh, you're concerned about uh, Hamilton County overall as a political body? Because obviously, uh, as things change over time, the political demographics change. I want to say... Uh, Desi Scott Wells only lost Hamilton County by three by three points, uh, which which you know ten years ago uh, would have been unheard of. Well, I think we do have. Unfortunately, people come here for better life with still bad habits, but. You know, I think uh, it's important to make a case. And, you know, I even, you know, in this, uh, you know, this election, I would perform my opponent significantly, you know, and I outperform uh, President Trump from uh, what his numbers was in 2020 quite significantly, too, because we did a lot of hard work. So we still can make a case to the Republicans because we are better at governing. You know, we have a lot of drama that happening, but ultimately people are tired. But it's changing. It makes it tougher. And uh, I think Republicans have been reluctant. So sometimes it's actually good to have competitive races. It's good to have competition. It makes us stronger. It makes us work harder for the people. But we also need to make sure that we help you know, and grow younger generation of people that believe in our value, believe in free enterprise, and know how to win in tough races because politics became so tough, so brutal, so can be destructive for you, for your family, you know, for your personal time, for anything. So a lot of good people don't want to get in into it. Or some people get in and they don't know how to survive. So I think it's important for us to raise new generation of leaders and source fighters for freedom. And that is the challenge that we as Republicans have because a lot of younger generation have been brainwashed with very utopian ideas. They sell very well. But unfortunately, when these people vote, they, they vote and believe in this. And I think we have a much stronger case and we can appeal young people but need to do a better job all right well our guest on the program today has been indiana congresswoman victoria sparks of the fifth congressional district madam congresswoman as always thank you very much for being with us have yourself a good holiday season we'll talk to you in the new year i always enjoy very much my best wishes too this podcast was produced and edited by chris spangle and leaders and legends llc If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.